0: Our top story tonight, Alvin Kamara has officially been suspended for three games by the NFL, and that is less than we expected. So Alvin Kamara, great news. Not so great news for Kendra Miller early in the season. We thought we'd get four to six weeks of him, but that's what makes it the perfect opportunity to buy Kendra Miller in Dynasty. We're going to be talking about that and much, much more. All the training camp news you can wrap your head around on player profile today. First things first, Alvin Kamara will be suspended three games by the NFL. He will miss contests against the Tennessee Titans in week one, the Carolina Panthers in week two, and the Green Bay Packers in week three. But, that is less than expected. We figured at minimum, Alvin Kamara would be suspended for four games. He would miss the contest against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That is not the case. Alvin Kamara will return in week four against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. A historically stout run defense, thanks to Vita Vea, And they've got stellar linebackers as well. Devin White, who is still t- seeking a trade, I think, because he wants a payday. And Levante David, who is the real star of that linebacker core. Very underrated, but Alvin Kamara will return earlier than expected. In the meantime, for those three games against the Tennessee Titans, the Carolina Panthers and the Green Bay Packers. It's going to be interesting because the Titans are known as a run stuffing defense, but they lost a lot of talent. They are one of the worst defenses in the NFL on paper, but they have Jeffrey Simmons up the middle. He is a one-man wrecking machine running the ball up the middle, which isn't great news for Jamal Williams. And then week two, the Carolina Panthers. You can run on them. You can pass on them. But another pretty stout defense. And then the Packers, the Packers are relying on their defense this year because they're worried about Jordan Love. So not the best stretch at the start, but by no means is it insurmountable. There will be fantasy points to go around. Jamal Williams probably going to score a touchdown or two in week one. By the end of the three games, Jamal Williams, maybe four touchdowns. That's totally within reach with the improved New Orleans Saints offense with Chris Olave, Michael Thomas, Rashid Shaheed, Jawan Johnson. This is a good offense for the New Orleans Saints. There are plenty of options. Multiple players going to have wide receiver one weeks, But Chris Olave is the alpha in this passing game. But in the backfield, there is no alpha. We're probably going to see a 50-50 split. At most, a 60-40 split, and that'll probably depend on what the situation calls for. If the Titans versus the Saints in week one, I think the Titans are not as good as the New Orleans Saints. I think their secondary will struggle to contain Chris Olave, Mike Thomas, Rashid Shaheed, Jawan Johnson, and Kendra Miller. And so, in week one, when I believe the Saints are up, we will see more of Jamal Williams than Kendra Miller. But... If the Panthers' offense surprises us and this ends up being a shootout, then we'll see more of Kendra Miller. And then it depends on what the Packers' offense looks like. If this is a bad offense from the Green Bay Packers, then we'll see more Jamal Williams. But if this Packers' offense can put up points on the New Orleans Saints, we're going to see a lot of Kendra Miller. And that is how it's going to go. Kendra Miller is going to be the passing down back. He is going to be the one that they use in space. And he's going to get you know, seven, eight, seven to 10 carries probably per game. Maybe a little bit more if they are down, but probably seven to 12 carries for Kendra Miller, probably five-ish targets, maybe a little bit less, probably three to five targets a game. Whereas Jamal Williams, he's going to be 12 to 18 carries, maybe one target. So it's not the fantasy gold mine that we had hoped for. We hoped it would be a little bit longer, but now is the time to go out and make an offer for Kendra Miller because Kendra Miller is the future of this backfield, and we'll get into why right after this word from the Father.
1: Hey, I want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in. It's important to me that all of our media be free, and one of our key missions is to make as much statistics and information and deep analysis available on playerprofiler.com for free. This is only possible because of you allowing a true independent sports media enterprise to thrive unlike any other in the business. So please subscribe to the All-In Package to continue to make all this possible. If you can't do All-In, that's okay. We have a draft kit. We can just subscribe to the player rankings. Those now include Titan Premium FFPC Ranks, our brand new data analysis package, Will blow your hair back. And of course, there's our Dynasty Deluxe and our DFS Dominator. Take a moment, check out our premium services to ensure that all of our stats, information, data, content is available to you, especially you, the people that get the site and get the show. Hey, it's the Podfather. I have great news. The 2023 draft kit is live, it is world famous. Why? Because it is the best resource winning fantasy football championships that exists there are rankings and cheat sheets for every format you can imagine we have projections both at the team level and the player level and wherever you are you can click on a player open them up and see in-depth written analysis about what to expect in fantasy football from that player this year and then you can click on the team and you get even more in-depth analysis all the drivers of fantasy production both in a positive and negative direction for that team, including a signature trend. And the graphics are incredible. So these team insights that give you the team-level projections, the vacated targets, the vacated areas, and that one dynamic for each team that you need to know when making decisions on draft day. And we added a bunch of features. I mean, individual cheat sheets for Theo and Billy and Dario. So you could take your favorite analyst and download their personal draft cheat sheet And then in the commissioner's section, also brand new this year, Memphis Young lays out everything you need to know to manage a league, do's, don'ts, tips, and what the more innovative fantasy commissioners are doing this year. That's presented by Trophy Smack. The whole package is presented by the Fantasy Football Players Championship, the FFPC, Ray Garvin, Derek Brown, the best minds in the industry, contributing analysis. It's certainly not the most inexpensive draft kit on the market, but... uh, it is the best player profiler.com slash draft kit, player profiler.com slash draft kit. Go get it.
0: Go and get the draft kit. It is truly something special. Use promo code Jack if you are interested in the all in package. You'll save $20. But back to Alvin Kamara, back to Kendra Miller. So early in the season, it's going to be a timeshare. And so that might worry the GM that drafted Kendra Miller. They might've been expecting a four to six week run with Kendra Miller to get rolling and then thinking he would have a role after Alvin Kamara returns. But Alvin Kamara played over 80% of the snaps in the 15 games he was active. He was number one among running backs in snap share. But that's because they didn't really have an RB2. Mark Ingram was there. You know, Benjamin was there. It was just inconsistent behind Alvin Kamara. And that's why they went out and signed Jamal Williams to spell him just a little bit. And then they went out and drafted Kendra Miller because Kendra Miller is going to replace Alvin Kamara in 2023 or sorry, in 2024, in 2024, Alvin Kamara can be cut and save $11 million by the new Orleans saints. And at that point, Kendra Miller will become the bell cow. Jamal Williams will stay just Mark Ingram. He's going to get short yardage roles. He's maybe going to compete with Taysom Hill, but make no mistake, this will be Kendra Miller's backfield in 2024. And so if the general manager that drafted Kendra Miller sees this this news and panics, if they are worried about Kendra Miller at all, then you need to pounce because Kendra Miller In 2024, he's going to be an RB1, the RB1 of the New Orleans Saints with Derek Carr. We just saw last year that Derek Carr is fine passing to the running back. Josh Jacobs had an RB1 season, the RB1. So Kendra Miller, go out, make an offer, try to capitalize on this relatively bad news, but It's not that bad. Kendra Miller is going to be fine. As the season goes on, he's going to work his way onto the field more and more in gadgety type touches, or just to spell Kamara, take some of the pressure off of him. Great news. Great news. If you are trying to acquire Kendra Miller and great news, if you have Alvin Kamara in fantasy, because he is going to be an RB one once again, hopefully the reduction in some of the, between the tackles carries. I know it's going to hurt his Touchdown totals with Jamal Williams potentially there, but hopefully with Derek Carr instead of Andy Dalton and Jameis Winston, there will be more receptions to go around, more trips to the goal line as well. So all in all, good news for Alvin Kamara. Not the best news for Kendra Miller, Jamal Williams, but they will still have their weeks even with Alvin Kamara on the field. And Kendra Miller in 2024 will have many, many weeks. But moving on to some other Rookie running backs, Israel Abana Kanda, the New York Jets running back. He goes and balls out for the New York Jets. Nine carries, 27 yards. The Jets had trouble moving the Cleveland Browns defensive line. They were getting bottled all up, all over the place. But Israel Abanacanda goes and breaks a 10-yard run for a touchdown. Israel Abana Kanda shows off those wheels, and that, is why we were such big believers in Israel Banikanda entering the NFL draft. It was devastating when he was drafted by the New York Jets because there's no chance he ever passes Brees Hall. We were hoping he would go to a backfield he could compete in more, but great to see Israel Banikanda in his first game in the preseason. 27 yards plus a five-yard reception catches his only target and the touchdown. It was a beautiful thing, and he looked so much better than the other running backs for the New York Jets. I know we said it already. Not a lot of room to work for these Jets running backs. Travis Dye, 9 carries, 12 yards. Barely over 1 yard per carry. Demaria Crockett, 4 carries, 7 yards. Under 2 yards a carry, and he fumbles. Now Travis Dye, never making this roster. Demaria Crockett, never making this roster. But Israel Abanacanda looking significantly better than the other backs. That's a good thing. And Israel Abanacanda showing that speed. We've heard that Michael Carter is losing ground, that if Dalvin Cook ends up with the New York Jets, Michael Carter could be on the outside looking in, which would leave Israel Abanacanda as the flash to Bam Knight's power. And even if Dalvin Cook doesn't sign, Michael Carter still appears he has lost the job to Bam Knight. He could very well be passed by Israel Abanacanda if he keeps this up. In other New York Jets news, Chris Collinsworth, come on, man. Chris Collinsworth last night talking about how Garrett Wilson, can he become a receiver on the level of Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb? Bruh, seriously? Can Garrett Wilson be on the level of Alan Lazard or Randall Cobb? I get it, Randall Cobb. Had some great years. But no, Garrett Wilson is a true blue alpha. Randall Cobb was a nice one B for a time, a wide receiver, too. Because it was Jordy you now Jordy Nelson for all of those near all those years with the new not the New York Jets with the Green Bay Packers. It was Jordy Nelson. He was the wide receiver one. Randall Cobb in the slot. He was able to capitalize on that. But Garrett Wilson in year one did more than Alan Lazard ever will. And Garrett Wilson in year one already shows that he has a way higher ceiling than Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb was fine, but Garrett Wilson is an alpha ridiculous, ridiculous commentary from Chris Collinsworth. Just absurd. Looking at the quarterbacks though, Zach Wilson had himself a pretty good day. He completes three of five attempts, 65 yards. He has a bomb down the field as well. Would have been one of his better passes in a real NFL game? I think it would have been his third longest completion through the air. So well done for Zach Wilson. Proving that he's going to take this QB two job. Tim Boyle, six of 11, 61 yards. So more attempts from Tim Boyle, almost double the attempts from Tim Boyle and are over double the attempts from Tim Boyle and a far worse completion percentage and fewer yards. Tim Boyle is just A backup quarterback, a QB3. He belongs more on a practice squad than as QB2. And then Chris Strebler, he completely struggles. Interception, completes one pass out of seven attempts, nine yards, has a seven-yard scramble. Was hoping for much more from Chris Strebler. Love that guy. Love the CFL champion. But he's clearly QB4, and he's not a real quarterback. But we want him to be. He's fun. He could be Taysom Hill, but he's not. As for wide receivers, Jason Brownlee. We were hoping he would be this year's Lance McCutcheon. Week one, that is not the case. Gets the most targets on the team. Six targets for Jason Brownlee. Love that. Only catches two for 17 yards. Don't love that. And we saw some Zach Koontz as well. Zach Koontz catches his only target for six yards. I know it's preseason, but these are the things we get excited about in preseason. Israel Abanakanda, Zach Koontz getting a reception. And Jason Brownlee. As for the Browns, very excited about Dorian Thompson Robinson. He throws a touchdown pass to Austin Watkins. He's throwing blocks on the touchdown run from Dimitri Felton, completes eight of 11, 82 yards, adds 36 yards on the ground. Dorian Thompson Robinson is going to beat out Kellen Mond for this job. He is going to end up as the QB3. He could even push for QB2. Josh Dobbs played very well last year for the Tennessee Titans and proved that he is. Worthy of a backup quarterback job, but Dorian Thompson Robinson just might already be better. So that's the quarterback competition to watch in Cleveland. Who gets to be QB2? Dorian Thompson Robinson. He is going to beat out Kellen Wand if that hasn't already happened. Mond throws a touchdown pass as well, which is nice, but throws an interception 13 of 19. Just not as impressive as Dorian Thompson Robinson, especially when he's throwing blocks. Love DTR. Love the upside that he could have in the future, especially if anything happens to Deshaun Watson. Just keep that in the back of your mind. Rest of the offense, Cedric Tillman, he catches two balls for 35 yards. That was lovely. He just absolutely out-physicals a The It could have been offensive pass interference. They gave it defensive pass interference, and I think that's just because, hey, he tried to interfere, but Cedric Tillman was just so much more dominant swats him away catches the ball excited about Cedric Tillman he could be a true ex-receiver for the Cleveland Browns he is going to replace Donovan Peoples-Jones next year it was a question to begin with oh well can Cedric Tillman take that jump can he end up beat it, being the Donovan Peoples-Jones replacement I know it's just one game but between this one game and training camp I fully believe that the Browns will move on from DPJ next year He'll go and command a contract from some, from someone else, and they'll have Cedric Tillman just step right into that role. At running back, it's John Kelly, it's Demetric Felton, it's Hassan Hall. All run the ball very well. Cleveland Browns offensive line was moving the New York Jets, but no one were really excited about Jerome Ford not being active. That is the big story from the Cleveland Browns backfield. Moving on to these rookies, though. Bryce Young. Bryce Young had his worst day of practice today. He was getting sacked multiple times. Lots of coverage sacks, holding the ball too long. But even then, Bryce Young, still better than anyone the Carolina Panthers have had for years. The worst day of Bryce Young is better than the best day for Baker Mayfield. I'm not the one saying this. This is Panthers beat reporters. And of course, they've got an agenda. They are obviously rooting for Bryce Young. But Baker Mayfield was not good at all last year. With the Carolina Panthers, he just never took control of that offense. Bryce Young has. He's already done it. Even his bad days are still better than Baker Mayfield's. That is good news. I know it goes without saying it's good news, but Bryce Young, he's very comparable to Baker Mayfield. The size... Puts him at a disadvantage, and so to already see Bryce Young passing Baker Mayfield in performance, even if it's just in practice, great news for the Carolina Panthers. Bryce Young looking to exceed the height label given to him. Same with Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers just moves differently every single day. We get another glowing review. Someone new goes to practice, watches Zay Flowers, and sees that he just is incredible. And same with Roshon Johnson. Roshon Johnson dominating in pass protection. It could be only a matter of time until he ends up taking the RB1 job. So far, mostly working with the second and third team offense, seeing a lot of Khalil Herbert, Dante Foreman with the first team, but neither of them can pass protect. And because of that, Roshon Johnson as is at a distinct advantage. He will end up being the starting quarterback once Khalil Herbert and Dante Foreman... Cause Justin Fields to run for his life or get his block knocked off. Final rookie to pay attention to Trey Tucker, wide receiver for the Las Vegas Raiders. Keep an eye on him. There are thoughts that Trey Tucker may end up starting for the Las Vegas Raiders if and when they move on from Hunter Renfro, because Jacoby Myers, he's going to be the slot receiver. Trey Tucker can play in the slot too, stretch the field a little bit as well. Trey Tucker, just a name to know for the Las Vegas Raiders. And a name to know for the Philadelphia Eagles is Kenneth Gainwell. And of course, if you listen to Player Profiler, you already know about Kenneth Gainwell. But Kenneth Gainwell is the running back when the Philadelphia Eagles go to their hurry-up offense, when they go to the two-minute drill. It is all Kenny G. DeAndre Swift and Rashad White. or Sorry, Rashad Penny. DeAndre Swift and Rashad Penny, they are getting a lot of work with the first team too. This looks like it's going to be a three-headed monster. DeAndre Swift is going to have touches schemed up to him. He will get some early down carries too. Rashad Penny going to get a lot of early down carries. But when the lights are brightest, when the Philadelphia Eagles need someone they can trust, they are going to Kenneth Gainwell once again. And he's going so late, so, so late. I just got him in the 17th round of a super flex. Wild. Wild that you can get Kenneth Gainwell that late when DeAndre Swift is going fifth and sixth round in a regular, probably seventh, eighth round in superflex. But still, the difference in draft capital is significant. And Kenneth Gainwell might end up with more targets than DeAndre Swift. I don't think it's going to happen, but that possibility exists. So Kenneth Gainwell, love him in fantasy football. Sticking to the running back position, Marlon Mack signs with the Arizona Cardinals. He will compete to be that running back too with Keontae Ingram. Keontae Ingram showed well in a couple games that James Conner missed last year, but we all know James Conner is going to be a bell cow as long as he is healthy. Marlon Mack isn't going to see 15% of the touches unless something happens to James Conner. James Conner is going to be taking 75-80% of the touches. And then... Keontae Ingram. I believe Ingram will beat him out. Either way, that RB2 and RB3, they'll combine for like 25% of the touches, and that is nothing. It is pure handcuff value if he ends up making the roster. In other news, at quarterback, Brock Purdy is in full control of this offense. He is dominating. Audibling at the line of scrimmage. Looks completely comfortable. He is making plays all over the place. The rust appears to be gone for brock purdy we always knew he was going to be quarterback one we've heard reports that at times he's looked rough he's still trying to figure it out he's knocking off the rust today brock purdy has his best practice looks fully in control and that is why he is qb1 for the 49ers what about tight end one for the washington commanders though logan thomas suffers a calf strain and we've heard all offseason Yeah, Terry McLaurin, he's the alpha. Yeah, Jahan Dotson, he's going to be the two. But this tight end position, whoever ends up winning it, is going to see quite a few targets. Logan Thomas was the favorite. Now he is injured once again. And that leaves Cole Turner, the former Nevada wide receiver turned tight end who the Commanders drafted last year. Or John Bates. Those are two names to know in the deepest of deep leagues. I know. Sam Howell's tight end, his third slash fourth option in the passing game. Why do I care? But we play in enough leagues. We play in deep enough leagues. All these tight end premium leagues, just something to file away. I'm not saying go out and draft Cole Turner, John Bates, but just names to know, names to know, and names to watch, see how many snaps they are taking come the regular season. Final news. We do have unfortunate injury news for Jeff Akuda. He was carted off with an ankle injury. He will undergo an MRI. Akuda traded by the Detroit Lions to the Atlanta Falcons earlier this offseason. But good news for Yannick Ngakwe and the Chicago Bears. They reach an agreement, a $10.5 million deal for just one year. Yannick Ngakwe looks to up the pass rush of the Chicago Bears, the worst pass rush in the NFL last year with just not any juice whatsoever. Even now, no juice for the Chicago Bears. Now, they sign Yannick Ngakwe. That's an upgrade. It's still going to be a bad defense for these Chicago Bears. So Justin Fields is going to be putting up plenty of fantasy points. And maybe, maybe he throws a touchdown to Mercedes Lewis, who just signed with the Chicago Bears, a one-year deal. Basically an extra offensive tackle at this point in his career. But he's the type of player that can help teach this offense, this former Green Bay Packers offense that Luke Getzey brought over alongside Cole Kmet, alongside Robert Tunyon. There are going to be plenty of creative packages for these Chicago Bears. And Justin Fields is going to dominate in fantasy football.